Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode in the Women's Wellness Podcast. This one is going to be a little bit different. It's more about my my journey and the mistakes I have made along the way. Um, Ultimately, I actually don't really regret they got me to the position I am in now, which I've learned a lot about. But I want to share them so that you can, I guess, learn from them and try not to make the same mistakes I do. And I think it's it's been important because it's made me the coach that I am today. And I emphasise a lot of this stuff in the way that I coach my clients, understanding that, of course, my journey is still very individualer, individualer, individualised. But um, I don't want to, I guess, impart any of the difficulties that I went through onto my clients as well. So a little bit about my journey, taking it right back. This is going to be my journey for both fitness and like nutrition as well. Taking it right back to school, I was your classic girl. I I don't know if this is a classic girl. Maybe I was just quite unexpected. I hated sports. I would do anything to get out of a swimming session, anything to get out of cross country, I hated netball, which it seemed to feel like we'd done for like six years straight. Hated it. I'd just mess around the whole time. There didn't seem to be a sport that felt like me. I didn't seem to click with it. Um, nothing, nothing about sports really felt inspiring to me. Nutrition was a little bit different. Um, I say I use the word nutrition loosely. Cake. I loved baking. I always have. Um, I I don't know what it is, but I find baking very inspiring. It's like my version of being creative. And it's always been time that I've just really enjoyed because I think it was time that me and my mum or me and my nana would spend together. And it meant, it meant a lot to me. So I've always been interested in cooking and baking. And I've learned a lot from my mum and my dad about how about cooking in general and um, that's probably what inspired me to do catering at school and I really really loved it Um, but also huge foodie and would absolutely love just eating food as well but again normal Um, and even going to university I studied psychology I never really had an interest in joining any societies sports wise I, to quite honest, done very, very poorly in my first year when it came to cooking foods. I was known as, to quite honest, it's weird looking back on, but I was probably the least inspiring in my house when it came to doing foods. My breakfast was probably porridge. My lunch was probably pita and hummus. And my dinner was probably some sort of frozen thing. I was just, that spark wasn't there. I didn't feel inspired to do anything. I think it's because I was I needed something quick. I was always working on uni work. I never really felt that I had, using air quotes, had the time to cook. Um, so anything sip and sip, anything um, really quick and simple um, was just my go to. And I think it was when my my mental health started to go downhill a little bit. I I needed an outlook that wasn't university. And 
my dad's always been massively into the gym, into sports, and he's just a very, very healthy individual. Um, I always remember him being just very dedicated and very aligned to his training and to eating well. And he was the first one to actually recommend why not try doing some sort of sport, doing some sort of movement. And I looked up to him massively. And I think that was probably what inspired me to kind of go to the gym. Um, I, I I didn't go near the weight section when I first went. I was just sticking to the treadmills, getting some walks in, doing some running where I could, but I was rather unfit at this point. And it was more of just a time to disconnect myself from work. I wasn't really going there with any intent. Um, It was just simply a mental space, I guess. And that was the second half of university, second half of my first year of university. And it did help me massively with my mental health, just having that space, that me time. And then um, when our friends, Rachel, we basically started to go to the gym together. So it just became like a really, really nice time. Um, Second year came and it was still quite similar, going on the treadmills, um, doing some machine work um, when me and Rachel pushed each other to do it. I was very much a leg dominant girl didn't really like doing upper body I remember my dad saying I'll pay for your gym membership if you train upper body at least once a week (laughs) because I just wasn't very full in my upper body so I kind of needed rounding out a little bit um so started to do that a little bit still did not enjoy upper body um safe to say (laughs) that took time to develop but it was still quite similar I'd be doing work the entire day and then in the evening go to the gym, do a little bit of a run on the treadmill, um, maybe do some stretches, a little bit of ab work, and that was about it. And then when I done my placement year in third year, I had a lot more time to actually explore the gym. I couldn't take work home with me. I had the weekends back to myself again. I had my car, so I was going to the beach every Saturday to do park run, which was really good. That really helped with just uh, my cardiovascular health and I started to really enjoy doing that so I kept up with the park run and then during the week I'd have more time in the evenings to go to the gym and still quite similar still just sticking to the cardios but I started to I guess explore a little bit more of what I could be doing um, following a little bit more on social media um, and doing similar things to what my friends were doing as well I think there was a couple of plans that I was following at the time um and it just same thing goes was just time out of the day and then lockdown hit and I feel like there was like two different waves in lockdown people that either went towards this fitness trend or people that just didn't and At first I didn't and then I was like no I wasn't my mental health was starting to like decline again and I was like no I I need to get this back so I started doing the Courtney Black home workouts and I absolutely loved them absolutely loved them every morning um, before I started my placement work at home I was getting up and doing 
whatever workout it was for the day um, on her Instagram live. And then uh, on the weekends, I'd be going out for still sticking to my runs, but actually done really well during lockdown, increasing that distance. And I also had more time to kind of put into making some nicer recipes. So still, still took me to about my third year of uni to actually get a little bit better with um, my nutrition and putting a little bit more effort into that. But it felt that they were going a little bit hand in hand. Like I could see that my fitness was getting a little bit better. So I wanted to be better with my nutrition and I had more time for it. Um, and I made incredible progress in terms of weight loss. I wasn't, I wouldn't, wasn't describing myself as needing to lose weight. It just kind of happened um, with me doing HIIT workouts. And lockdown started to ease a bit and then it was time to go home. I finished um, my third year and I thought I'd be able to carry on. But the routine wasn't there at home. I I think it's because there was more there was more choice. I could go to the gym, I could go for a run, I could do a home workout, and then I ended up not doing any of it because the structure wasn't there. The choice led to nothing, and I started putting weight back on and probably more than I had in the first place before I started to lose weight. And I remember one day quite distinctively I was sitting on my bed eating a humongous slice of cake absolutely shattered despite literally not doing anything that day and I just missed the energy levels that I had um, when I was doing the workouts and how awake I actually felt and how much better my sleep was but I knew something needed to change so going into my fourth year of uni, I got a coach for the first time. This was an online coach and I had them for, I think it was about three to four months. Um, but the timing of it wasn't the best. I had a lot going on. It was my first couple of, year, first couple of months back to my fourth year of uni. The work again started to pile up and I ended up taking the exact same approach in terms of not having enough balance and just doing too much work so the stress was extremely high on my body topped with a very different type of exercise going into the gym and lifting weights um, as opposed to what I was doing here I was still doing hit on top of that um, still doing cardio on top of that and definitely not eating enough food and not eating, especially not eating enough fats. And this resulted in me losing my cycle, something that I didn't actually realise or really think about for a good couple of months. It took me a while to actually realise that I had lost it. Um, I thought it was just, oh, maybe I've missed one month, maybe I've missed two months. But it was gone for a very long time. And... I I didn't really know what to do in this instance. I didn't wasn't really in the place to actually address it. I didn't see it as a big deal because I was like, yeah, my period my periods are painful. I was on the pill from quite a young age because I was having one cycle every three weeks. They were extremely heavy. I was in severe pain. I was throwing up from the pain. So in all honesty, it felt like a blessing to not have it. 
even though obviously I know a lot more now that it's not a blessing and it was actually something that I should have addressed a lot earlier on. But I stopped with my coach after three or four months and took a little bit of a break from being with a coach. Um, I was still going to the gym. I was eating a little bit more, um, but I was still not thinking about my cycle. I just thought it would come back. And then once I had finished my final year, I started with a new coach who educated me so much more around why it was important for me to get my cycle back, what I needed to do to get it back. Um, and actually discovering how much my mindset towards food had changed even within a couple of months in a negative way. I made incredible progress when I was with this coach. I learned so much about training, about the body, about what ultimately I realised was hypothalamic amenorrhea, um, which is essentially a stress response from the body when your body is so stressed and so undernourished that it has to cut off all non-essential processes, which it sees the menstrual cycle as one. So essentially, I wasn't able to, I would not have been able to have kids. Um, it has huge impacts on your bone density. And it is something that I will go into a little bit more um, later this year. Just not ready for that just yet. Um, but with this new coach, I had upped my calories massively. I was on at least a thousand more than what I was when I was in my deficit. I was working on my mindset towards food. So I was just kind of highlighting which foods I really struggled to incorporate into my diet, talking through the guilt that came with it, and also taking actual rest days. Um, I think that was something that I really struggled with, was actually being able to have that time for my body to recover and learning that it was actually so beneficial for you um especially when going through ha but just in general like your body needs that rest for your recovery and that for me was like a turning point because that's when i started to really love coaching and love the gym but have a whole new appreciation for it have appreciation for how I felt strong and how that strength made me feel and that was through this upping in calories because I felt energized rather than what I did feel which was like I remember one day when I was in my deficit which looking back was way too big of a deficit but obviously when it's given to you by someone you kind of just stick to it but I remember one day I couldn't even like pull myself out of bed <laughs> I sat and ate creams because like I had no energy whereas when I was actually fueling myself adequately I didn't need to be eating as much I, I could have just been in a bit of a lef less of a deficit but I felt so much stronger I had this energy and my sleep was so much better and I think that's why I'm always encouraging my clients to actually eat to what I set them rather than being rather than them taking the mindset of less is better. No, if you're giving it for a reason, you have to have it because your body needs nutrients to keep you going. And since then, I've continued in very similar ways. My training has got even better because I've learned more about it through my qualifications, but also through the people that I surround myself with. Um, I noticed that 
even when I did try to go into a little bit of a deficit that my body just didn't like it um I would start to go lightheaded on walks and stuff like that so I haven't really put myself in a deficit ever since it's either been maintaining or a little bit of a growth phase but that's just what works for me and I had to go through this whole journey to know what worked for me and I'm a lot more in tune with how my body feels and what my body is signaling to me than I ever would have been if I hadn't gone through everything that I went through whether that be mental health difficulties physical difficulties I am the person I am today because I went through all of that and I am passionate about the things I am today because of all of it like I cannot stop learning about hormones and about the influence that has on so many other things in your life that this holistic approach and this passion would not be here if it wasn't for all of that. And I guess the reason I wanted to jump on this was to give a little bit of a history about me and then talk about why I'm going to talk through these lessons. So the first lesson is the thing of more is not better. Okay, do not overdo it. If you're given a certain target, if that's four or five sessions a week or anywhere between three to five sessions a week, do those sessions and take your rest days. Okay, you need rest because it is so important for your body to recover. That is when you're going to build up that muscle. And it's not just important for physical recovery, but mental recovery. So don't overdo it in terms of your gym sessions, but also in terms of cardio um and linking to that under eating if you've been given a certain calorie goal or whether you're even intuitively eating if you've been given a calorie goal reach it if you're intuitively eating listen to your body if you're hungry eat like less less when it is not more when it comes to under eating like you need to fuel your body food is so so important And it's also that which is going to influence your mindset around foods. If you restrict yourself in what you're allowing yourself to eat, that's when it can become a bit bit of a difficulty with certain foods. Like, I'm pretty sure I excluded fats completely from my diet because I was given the mindset that they were just not needed and that it was just too calorific. But obviously now I know this is not the case, that fats are so, so important for transporting vitamins and minerals around your body, for helping to create hormones, for insulating your organs. There's so much. They are literally the structure to your cells. But I didn't know that. There wasn't any education that I was taught. It was simply, no, they're more calories per gram, so you shouldn't have them. And that is so wrong especially like as females we need to be having a high amount of fat in our diet because it is what ultimately is going to support your hormone production and this just influenced my mindset around foods and it took a lot of undoing for me to work on that but I think the main one for me was actually education around it and proving to myself that I could include these foods in my diet and still make absolutely incredible progress And I think one thing that needs to also be touched upon that I learned a lot about is if you're a perfectionist, you have to be very careful with this. I was so obsessive about numbers, about hitting my step target, about progressively overloading. 
about getting my macros completely on point or whatever it was. My perfectionism was fueled by this. And not in a good way. I think if that's something that you that you know you have perfectionist tendencies in your work life. You need to be able to understand how this journey that you're on may influence that and may fuel that. You can still do it and it can definitely be done. It's something that I'm going to talk about in a later podcast. But if there's one additional lesson, it's understand your personality and understand how that might influence how you're going to go about this. That's why for me, like the holistic approach, not just thinking about fitness and nutrition, but thinking about your stress levels, your sleep, your the way that you learn, the way that you get things done, everything is so, so important when it comes to thinking about your wellness journey. It's not just a weight loss journey, it's a wellness journey. Um, so yeah, if there was those three lessons that I wanted to give you, it's don't overdo it. Don't undereat because that will influence your mindset around foods. And your third one is just consider yourself and be kind to yourself and your thought process when it comes to whatever journey you're on, whether it's weight loss, whether it's maintaining, whether it's strength gain, fat gain, whatever it is. Just be kind to yourself. As always, any questions, please do drop me an email at ege.coaching1 at gmail.com. I'm going to be bringing some guests onto the podcast from now on just to do like a little Q&A. So any questions, please obviously send them my way. A little bit of a different podcast this this week, a bit more me talking. um, But I hope that it's given you a bit of a picture into who I am and an understanding of the way that I coach my clients and where it comes from. But thank you for tuning in again and I hope you have a lovely rest of your week.